wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, Dylan sang it, and like I remember sitting in the audience, and mm-hmm. like my jaw kind of hit the floor. And that was the first time <laughs> I'd ever actually sang in front of any sort of audience. Okay. So I thought I was doing a terrible job. Yeah. I was incredibly nervous, and I like didn't know anybody in the class, so I went and sat down and just kind of like in my own lane, mm-hmm. um, you know thinking I wasn't going to end up in anybody's band. And then I heard Kelsey perform, and I was like, holy shit, she's got a really good voice. Yeah. And I just kind of, like, went and cozied up to her, and I was like, by the way, you have a great voice. <laughs> and she was like, you too. And I was like, what a liar. <laughs> God. No. I don't lie. What a fraud. Yeah. I'm fake. Um, no, but, like... For that class, we we were expected to do covers, yeah. um, which was amazing because, mm-hmm. like, I never had that appreciation for, like, blues or soul music sure. or anything. Mm-hmm. So Steve definitely instilled that in me. Yeah. Um, but our hearts were always elsewhere. Like, we both walked into that class not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I walked in like, I'm going to do Paramore songs, ah. and I'm going to be, like, <laughs> the best alternative singer in that class. And, like, my first day, that was shut down. They're like, oh, no, honey. Like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have time for that. <laughs> they, they really did like, What? And I then- even suggested doing... Um, God, they were so, some of them were so pretentious. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I suggested like doing a cover of um, My Sharona oh, to one of them. Yeah. And except I didn't say My Sharona. I was like, I was like, hey, does anybody want to do a cover of The Knack? And this guy turned around and was like, oh, what? My Sharona? <laughs> You're like, yes, actually. <laughs> well, it's funny. I think so. one of the things I've heard about that class is that there's um, there is an institution so that people keep coming back. It's oh, like yeah. Yeah. there's there's an old guard in that class and they keep it yeah. in a certain way. It's the yeah. weirdest thing. It's definitely mm-hmm. like a different, you know, make of people now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while, like I was, I don't remember how long you were in the class, but I was in the mm, class for like long. two and a half years, wow. almost three. Wow. And yeah, it just like they had to create a different system to kind of cheat the system. Okay. So you could keep retaking that oh. class. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's still people that have been there for years. Wow. And um, unfortunately, due to his health right now, mm-hmm. it is kind of postponed until the spring. Yeah. Um, which he just announced the other day. But I mm-hmm. mean, like up until this point, just like people have been coming back. And that's amazing. Oh. It's like we learned so much from that class. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we definitely wanted to take a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people have their own opinions. And one of the opinions of that class was that you couldn't really make it with original music. Mm-hmm. And that was you know, I believed that for mm-hmm. two and a half yeah. years and mm-hmm. I stopped writing completely. I wow. was like, no, like the only way to, to do something is, you know, to be singing Muddy Waters songs mm-hmm. in, in a bar, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which I loved. Like that, that was amazing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I have that experience. But, you know, we kind of talked, we met at like a Starbucks one day and Dylan was like, yeah. look at my songs. <laughs> and they were pop songs. And, I've and been writing amazing. my own music. Yeah. <gasps> Don't live. tell anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of refugees, like whispering in each other's ears. I have originals. <laughs> wow. Lyrics. Wow. I didn't even have the melodies of that. Or I didn't have anything um, like, I guess, kind of crafted yeah. on GarageBand even yeah. at that time. Like nothing on... You know, in any sort of fixed medium. Okay. It was literally just lyrics on paper, and yeah. I showed those to her at first. Wow. And then the next time we met, I think it was like either in my car or in my house. <laughs> we waited until we could get somewhere where nobody else could hear me because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and I like showed her what some of these melodies were. Yeah. And like, I mean, 
I probably would not have made a lot of these particular songs if Kelsey hadn't been so encouraging wow. from the beginning. Wow. So you two really enabled each other to we're make... <laughs> yeah. Oh, now we're wow. addicted. We're yeah. Good. Well, it's kind of, that's the thing. You start, yeah, you sort of open the floodgates and it's kind of hard to close them again, you know? Yeah, I think. absolutely. Wow. And so, um, so... So you started writing these songs almost privately uh, in secret, and then yeah. you're the first person who, who uh, heard them, and you encouraged them to be written. Yeah. Um, have had you written music on your own, your own original music before this? Yeah, um, actually, um, back back in the day after I graduated <laughs> high school, um, before like I got into Steve's class and everything, I did yeah. like YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would write some songs, and they're all gone now, so don't try to look for them. <laughs> okay. But um, I, I had stuff on there, um, and, you know, I th- was definitely, I think it was almost more like poetry and mm-hmm. not not lyrics, because I didn't really have the melodies. I just would write words, and, yeah. you know, once I, once I got into the class, I stopped doing that. And I don't know, for a long time, like, I kind of felt, discouraged and and uninspired so it like it wasn't a big deal that i wasn't writing and then after meeting him mm-hmm. it was just like a floodgate so just open yeah like just started writing again and it was a really good feeling yeah. um and he introduced me to like garage band mm-hmm. um which i didn't know you could it is a beautiful <laughs> thing <laughs> I didn't know you could make that kind of stuff on GarageBand because I took like a production class in high school yeah. and they told us to stay because they were Mac computers like stay uh-huh. off GarageBand use Bruce Pro Tools. So okay. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but like I didn't know you could do all of that and I'm still like not at the level Dylan is for sure. 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 Um, but it, it's nice to kind of like make a little something to go with the lyrics that I'm writing yeah. and kind of make it sound like a song and then i give it to him and yeah he does all the fun stuff i mean it's kind of cool i think that you know when i was growing up they you know like it was i i okay for instance i have garage band on my phone now yeah it's crazy. um and it's you know if <laughs> that blows my mind because when i was you know when i was first recording you know i had a four track cassette you know, um, and and that was it. And so, if you wanted to punch in, you had to like actually stop the tape and like hit record. And you know, it, the editing was not the same. And I feel like now, you know, with standard with every computer, or even now with every phone, is a music editing DAW that you can start sketching ideas, yeah. and that blows my mind. Yeah. It's like shit. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. and it's um. It's kind of incredible. It's nice. I mean, like, I can't imagine writing if you didn't have, like, a voice recorder even on your phone. Oh, I know. know? Yeah, my voice recorder has been my best friend for four years. If I die, destroy my phone, please. (laughs) (laughs) The phone that I had when I met Kelsey, Mm -hmm. I think that was, like, the first one that I started using my voice recorder on to kind of, like, create these placeholder melodies for all the songs that I was writing. Yeah. And I think by the time I had to get rid of that phone because my storage space like ran out i had something like 1200 voice recordings on there. <laughs> yep yeah do you ever li- i mean do you listen back to those i mean do you like actually go back i do they're hard yeah, actually because oh. kind of it's the funniest thing i do it so that i won't forget it but then mm-hmm. basically once i have done it mm-hmm. i don't forget it right because it's in your head it's yeah. you've like formalized it in a certain way i think it kind of like concretizes it yeah exactly well, that's amazing um and so do you both write music individually and then share it or how do you 
Like, yeah. what's your working dynamic? How do you work um, together? A lot of what we have now are songs that Dylan's written. Yeah. Um, I do write on my own, but I think I'm kind of going back to, like, how he was when mm -hmm. we first met. And mm -hmm. like, Don't listen to my songs. I'm yeah. so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> especially hearing, like, what he can put together. I'm like, sure. oh, this doesn't sound like anything Dylan can do. Um, but th we do have one song that we, we wrote together, um, and that was really cool. And we've definitely talked. Like, we have... Mm -hmm. A bank of songs right now that like we really want to get out Great. um and once we get those songs out like mm -hmm. we talked like i'd love to go lock ourselves in a cabin for a month and just yeah. like write mm -hmm. songs together because that is one of the songs lyrically not the best i've ever written mm -hmm. but like one of my most proud songs yeah. i've ever written because we did it together and yeah. it was really cool yeah i've never collaborated with someone in that sense before apart from that one song yeah like i want to do it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cool experience for yeah. sure collaborating is really difficult because i mean you you work you know i mean you have to there's a lot of uh vulnerability in bringing an idea there's also a lot of like compromise and there's i mean sometimes it just it's perfectly natural but it's if you have any insecurity whatsoever it's going to amplify at times yeah well i mean i i guess i'm curious about your the music that you're afraid to share like what what are you what is it just that the idea is not flushed out enough or you're kind of you're feeling vo too vulnerable to share yeah. because in the in the face of like finished material or something like yeah. that yeah well i mean like the thing for me is like the thing for every everybody that you know writing's my therapy yeah and sometimes i say things i'm like oh i don't know if i'm necessarily going to mean that in the week you know like I feel, I definitely feel that sense of vulnerability. Yeah. It's very rare that I'm able to finish a song. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be present. And he's told me, he's like, Kelsey, just like send me. Like, that's what I did with our song Ocean Eyes I was talking about yeah. before. Yeah. It's like, I wrote the verses yeah. and then he wrote the chorus. Yeah. And, you know, like that song would have never been completed had I not sent it to Dylan. Yeah. Um, so he's like, just send me whatever you have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it just in comparison to like the bank of material that we do have, I'm just like, oh, this is not what's important right now like we don't need yeah. to to get to that um yeah. but it, it's nice to have like a library of stuff and you know once we get to that point where we're in need of new material we yeah. can kind of go back to that look through it see if there's anything we can pick out or even just like half written songs like take a line from that and put it into something else you right, know right but it just apart from like the time I was in the class, like writing's not something you stop doing. You never stop, right? Yeah. You just keep those fires going. Yeah. Right? And just let them. It's definitely yeah. slowed, I think, recently for me, mm -hmm. at least, just mm -hmm. because now we're actually really starting to get the ball rolling on all the stuff that's already yeah. been written. Like yeah. I previously mentioned to you before it's... we even started our like formal recording here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just like when I first came in, I mentioned to you that, you know, I had written all those songs yeah. about my very first X, I suppose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, if, you know, that experience coaxed that many songs out of me, you can yeah. only imagine how many other ones there are kind of on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. So right now it's really just kind of more so an endeavor of working on what is already there. <laughs> yeah. So that like kind of the different eras don't get split up. Yeah. Or intermingled too much. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. I feel like that, uh, you know, because I go through waves too, where it's like I'm, there's this burst of creative energy that's coming out and that's all new material and it's unformed. It's experimental. I have no idea what it, what's going on. I don't even recognize it because it's like so new that I don't see myself in it quite just yet. Yeah. But then there's like a return to the old material. I'm like, oh, that's familiar. And it's, it's it, the minute that it starts getting into an edited stage, it starts becoming a different 
type of creative energy. Yeah. It's, it's more of a reflective, carefully moving pieces around rather than it being this fiery explosion mess kind of yeah. time. Yeah. 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 And um, oh, I, I wanted to return. I was looking for this quote. So it's talking about um, Brian Eno, and I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this because, you know, talking about like, I don't know if I'm going to feel this in a week. You know, I don't know because I, I struggle with this myself because I'm writing lyrics, but I always walk the line between, you know, I write lyrics and sometimes I don't invest enough, like a lot of my personal emotional state into it. I let like the song kind of tell me what's coming up yeah, and then kind of work with that material you know, rather than be like, I'm sad today and this is why <laughs> and then suddenly i see a song and it is for some it doesn't work that way for me it works yeah. more just like um the music comes and then the words sort of like form out of this weird blurry kind of melodic pattern and then i get the emotion from that but one thing that i thought was really cool was um brian eno who is my favorite producer but he's talking about working with david bowie Eno has been scathing uh, about singers who try to project themselves through their music, which I think is important to do. But he said, um, it's, a it's this ridiculous idea that when Mick Jagger sings, he's telling you something about his own life. It's so arrogant to think that people would want to know about it. That's why the problem with, um, I don't know who this is, uh, uh, but, but it's like really, who the fuck cares? And a lot of people think that singers should always be sincere, that it has to be their own soul coming out. And that's bullshit. What you're really doing is working like a playwright. You're making little plays, and the singer can be the lead character. Because what it makes me think about, because I don't entirely agree with, with what he's saying, because I think the like, emotional states like, bring a certain rawness and a certain like, mm -hmm. special... It, that's, what creates, that's why I think we can relate to music, yeah. you know, is because there's that deep emotional quality. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like standing up night after night or doing, you know, repeating a song that you wrote, like, when you're younger and has a different, like, emotional state that you're like, I don't know if I can relate to this. I think it's a kind of a helpful um, thing to remember. And I try and do this, too. It's like, take it on like a play. Yeah. Take it on like a, uh, like you're playing a character almost, a character of yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does Absolutely. make sense. Um, I don't know if I can speak for Dylan, but like for myself, um, you know, I can't write about something that's not real to me because yeah. the second that a song starts to feel contrived, mm -hmm. then like I'm done, yeah. <laughs> you know? But then there's also that sense where it's like music is one of the most universal things in the world. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can take, like, songs that Dylan has written, you know, like, while I didn't pen them, it almost feels original to me because, like, I can find, you know, myself in his story that he's written. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. And, and that being said, like, I still feel like a song is, you know, about my life or, you know, something that I've gone through, whether or not the details are, like, verbatim, yeah. you know. Um, you can you can write out of a feeling and that feeling can kind of like you were saying like right. direct you and that song can direct right. you know the words that are coming out um so yeah. i don't feel like everything has to be like oh i was walking down the street and he said <laughs> this to me and you know like you can kind of build from that feeling that you yeah. got when he said that to sure. you and build a story out of that sure you know i think the roots still have to be like what i've gone through yeah if that makes sense yeah and I think all. that's where there's wiggle room for it to become that kind of play, yeah. like like he said in the quote. Mm -hmm. um, 
because as long as there's kind of this like kernel of truth to it yeah and like this sort of sense of like universality to the overall experience that's at the core of whatever the song is then you can really make any song feel personal to you. And that's kind of like the strongest, one of the strongest aspects of not just pop music, but music in general is kind of having this ability to make something just, just vague enough Mm -hmm. to be, you know, relatable to everybody, but also have elements that make it feel incredibly personal to you too. Right. Because then it, you're not really like putting up a smoke screen in any sense. It's, It's a valid experience that came from your own life, mm-hmm. but also something that feels like a play in the sense that it's something that any listener can just step into right. and treat like their own. Right. I mean, you go to a play, right? You see a film, and you know, of course, there are actors and act, you know, they're acting, but at the same time, there's something deep about the the human experience. I mean, you have to go within yourself to find that emotion to convey it. Yeah. And we relate emotionally. We're emotional animals <laughs> you know that's what we are and i think that's why we we need art we need to reflect on that because it does cultivate that mm-hmm. and and i think you you said it really well um you know it's you. yeah well, yeah <laughs> I, you know I, i'm curious about like you know because we all i mean i i know that there's different ways of bringing in music and art and things like that but like what like where and like the favorite you know like the kind of stuff that you listen to like when no one's around or you know what's what's your like secret like love like for music what's what's your most embarrassing like secret like i like this so much i don't want to tell anyone how much i like this well honestly i i definitely see where you're coming from i used to be embarrassed by a lot of stuff yeah i kind of i don't really get i don't feel embarrassed to like anything anymore Great. because i think that that's kind of a threshold that you have to cross in order to get to the point where you can be completely like creatively open yeah because once you stop acting like you're above any particular kind Mm -hmm. of music yeah you can really just start to draw influence from anything that you want that's true so i guess the things that i like that i previously would have considered to be embarrassing by like my former standards or like maybe some other people's standards yeah um i love very very you know, formulaic pop music. Yeah. Um, especially when it's, you know, clear that it's just incredibly well-crafted mm-hmm. um, to the point of almost being like like a plastic toy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something that is so clean. Like It almost gets the way, into the realm of design. At yeah, that point, exactly. Know? It's yeah. like, you know, they you can just Im- close your eyes and imagine like the song was like sculpted by like lasers. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. on my way over here, I was listening to into you by ariana grande fantastic song yeah um i listen to a lot of sophie Mm -hmm. who works you know actually very very hard to kind of like combine in a sort of like synesthetic way the like sense of um i don't even know how to how to explain it like he he crafts his sounds so that you know you can almost have this like listening experience combined with like a tactile experience yeah like the way that the sounds in that music sound you can imagine touching them you can yeah like they sound rubbery and wow um what's his name sophie sophie yeah Yeah. he's great and what else would i consider to be embarrassing i I mean embarrassing like something that you really really like maybe more than you would share with someone else (laughs) be like actually i 
you know, I, I've listened to this album 200 times in the last month. You know? My most played songs on my iPod are Obsession by Sky Ferreira. That was like her okay. like yeah. attempt at a major pop single and it just like flatlined. Ooh. But I listened to it so many times. Um, and she hated it herself. Like she came forward and admitted that, but it's, there it is. Yeah. Um, Starships by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> love it, love it. I love it by Iconopop. There was something in that song to me that just felt like... <laughs> so cathartic yeah so just it was just such an emotional like dumping yeah that i just like loved that song yeah and it's just really catchy yeah so anytime something can combine that sense of like catchiness and fun with like making you kind of feel something that is a gift in my opinion it's the craft it's really like i mean it's a difficult thing to to achieve you know, yeah. and I, you know, again, I want to clarify, like, not just embarrassing, but like that thing that you really like, you really love, like a lot. You know, it's not just embarrassing, but it's like you just, mm, this is good. Like, so like a specific quality or like a specific song. Or... Yeah, a specific song works, or like an artist or something like that that you just really love. I mean, how about you? Do you have like something that you like? Yeah. really 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 draw a lot of inspiration to even though you might not always like advertise that <laughs> oh man I, I think I'm pretty bad about not advertising stuff I'm obsessed with yeah um and like you you kind of um explained this to me when I was talking to you about like listening to your music it's yeah. not embarrassing where it's like oh like I hope no one knows I listen to yeah, this yeah. embarrassing because it's like sick how obsessed I am with like people yeah. that I know <laughs> Um, one of them being intro flirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who? Wait. What? Who's intro flirt? Intro flirt. If you don't know, go check them out right now. Um, this, okay. yes. Yeah. Wait. They're that croon wave band, that right? Croon wave. The, the, the croon donut. Wave. Wait. The donut. The donut band. I like oh, those. They're like nice. Temporary heaven. Yeah. 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 That's actually that's Tomorrow. crazy. So I'm back yes. now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Love you, just, like, I mean, we were just introduced to them when we played the show yeah. um, in June. And there's just something. Maybe it's just because, like, I know them as people. Yeah. Like, the sweetest people on, on the planet. Um, so cool. And I consider mm-hmm. them, like, our siblings. Yeah. But their music is just so good. It's really good. <laughs> like, Temporary Heaven's not equal. Well, I guess it is out. You said on Mayhem? Today? Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. I don't know what Mayhem is. I was like, cool, okay. Snatch it out Mayhem.com. But like even before it was released, like we we saw them um, at 20 Mission and Mm. they played a song, Could Be Fun. Mm -hmm. And like I have that synth line stuck in my head on a daily basis. It's so good. Like their music's so catchy and just everything about them. I'm obsessed. So I guess I'm a little bit embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Orange light. Orange Orange light. So good. Yeah. Quivering in my Timberlands. It's hard with them because like they get, they they get stuck in my head real bad. Oh my God. And like it gets to a point. Yeah. It gets to a point where just like, (laughs) it gets, I I, I have to listen, you know, I have to cleanse myself of it a little bit. (laughs) Because I get that that Ben Benjamin in me, I'm like, ah. Man, um, Ben Benjamin and everyone. Yeah, well, you know, vibrato. Yeah, it's the so vafas. Um, but the, the, what I appreciate about them so much is that they're um, they have that quality of of tactile sounds. Like I feel like in their songs, like every little bit is clear, and and you can almost like it sits over here to the left. 
it's like you're in a room full of like synths and it everything has its own like three-dimensional quality but also just like I, I get kind of frustrated when I'm at like an intro flirt show because it is so like the music is very complex yes. but it's presented very simply mm-hmm. and like I get really like I almost overproduce everything I do I throw everything in there and with them it's like very 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 um it's minimal and I see people dancing to it I'm like damn it's gonna get simpler you fucked (laughs) (laughs) how could it the weird thing about it is like listening to it it's it sounds so simple but it's not even it's not it's not simple like they you were right when you said like you go to a show and they do just like their presentation makes it seem so easy so easy but like then all them may be like standing behind the keyboard and playing like you know one line live yeah. yeah that that makes it appear to be like this incredibly simple composition right but like underneath that line is like the the beat is structured very mm-hmm. well and like yeah. there are all these other synth lines that aren't being played like right. in real time that are just like excellent yeah. <laughs> and there's different part like the way that you know the kind of the arrangement of this each track it's like ugh. Uh, I know. Taste, it's very tasteful. Line, very tasteful. Logic yeah. sessions. Oh yeah. <laughs> how many how many tracks are in their logic sessions? Just out of curiosity. Mm, sixty to eighty. Uh, Good yeah. God. He said 60, 60 to eighty. Ours are like they hover around twenty five. Hey. For a reference. Yeah. I once heard that Grimes. Yeah. Uses about fifty tracks just for her vocals. Jeez. Really? Absolutely wild. My yeah. computer would crash every time. <laughs> yeah. I can't even that's get like good, my though. garage band sessions open when I have like five oh, wow. vocal <laughs> tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. Well, I mean, it's nice sometimes to work within restrictions and things like that. I think that like that can really get an idea distilled down to its essence, you know? Yeah. I think that's we're pretty good at working with restrictions <laughs> in every sense. Yeah. Barring like little creative like punctuations i think pop music is generally very simple as well i mean you've got like the same general melodic structures that Mm -hmm. kind of float the entire song Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of variety on like the bridge or the chorus or the middle eight or wherever yeah but like you generally just come up with that one like whatever that one line and it will carry you for like 75 percent of the song that's right that's right I think that's something I appreciate about your music too. Is that like when I I saw you guys at the um, uh, at the Legionnaire, like the you have this pop sensibility that I mean we touched on earlier. We we're talking about that briefly, like your love for pop. But it's like it's not just it has the hooks, it has the the kind of pop styling. At the same time, it's a lot deeper than that, and I feel like there's a lot more. Um, I don't know. It has that. I could easily consume it. But also, it, there's lots to listen to as you go into it. It can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And um, I think that's a really, like, a, taking from the idea that, you know, this is something that's relatively a new journey for, for both of you. Yeah. I, I think that's really impressive that it's actually coming out the way it does. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I didn't ask if any of you have been doing music before this. Is, is this your first band, so to speak? Is, first band. is this your first time, like, writing songs yeah. and recording songs? And things? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I think Cruel well. Games, we, that was our first song that we ever went into the studio for. Wow. And that was less than a year ago. That was, like, last September, I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that came out amazing, by the way. Thank that you. That sounds incredible. Like, 
actually have it. I was listening to it um, when I went down to LA. I was like, damn, like, that's really, it's really good. It's a really good song. Thank and, you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard I, everything else I heard live sounded amazing. I'd like to hear the rest of the album and I'm excited yeah. to hear it. So would we. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where is it? Like, so what's, what's, what's your process been like for writing this album? What's been going on? Well, basically, it, um, it's sort of something that started to come together, you know, when I started to write a lot of these songs about three years ago. Yeah. Um, some of them as, you know, as long ago as even four years ago. Yeah. I just really started to write these and kind of noticed that not in all of the songs that I was writing, but in a lot of them, there was this common thread kind of connecting a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and that was because I was a teenager when I was writing them, sure. this sense of just like massive teen angst being channeled in every possible way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, you know, all of these incredibly, I guess, oftentimes negative mm -hmm. emotions, like sure. um, insecurity and kind of, you know, self-deprecation and um, guilt. Mm anger of course yeah. um excessive sadness mm -hmm. over the slightest things you know really all of that just sort of resulting from those very precarious teenage years yeah. came together in this string of songs mm -hmm. and i started to notice that while a lot of the songs themselves sounded quite different mm -hmm. that theme really connected them and i realized that their sounding different was sort of an asset to that theme yeah. because that emotional landscape is so unpredictable yeah. and all over the place yeah. that it just sort of made sense to mm. kind of use this as our excuse to explore a lot of different sounds mm -hmm. to reflect the variety of emotions that yeah. went into the project. Yeah. And of course, Kelsey's voice yeah. is one of the biggest assets to mm -hmm. that endeavor yeah. because Kelsey can convey a huge amount of emotion with like one word. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you kind of combine the the different sounds of these songs with, you know, this great vocal mm -hmm. instrument, it really <laughs> works. Kelsey's always so embarrassed when I talk about how good she is at stuff. Yeah. Um, get over it. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, combining those two things, it was just, like, you know, natural. Yeah, yeah. And then um, in the, like, where in the recording process are you? Like, how far into the project are you with this album we just finished our second single actually okay, great. We, this is the first time either of us have ever worked with an outside producer yeah um and that's because our next single that's coming out which is called murder mm -hmm. um we saw a great deal of you know pop potential in that song yeah. so we wanted to make it as big as possible yeah. we'd already done basically everything that we could do with our wow. production abilities yeah sent it off to them so that one's done okay um we've got a you know serviceable demos mm -hmm. of um three others mm -hmm. that we would like to ultimately put together with the two finished ones yeah um murder and cool games right. to uh sort of be on an ep yeah and then segue into our our first full length yeah. with that ep Great. we've got um instrumentals of all of the stuff that we want to be on that full length. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, taking it to the next step and, yeah. and going there. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so you're working with an outside producer on that. 
Unclear as of right now. Yeah. We, we worked with a producer on Murder. Yeah. Um, but who we work with on yeah. the rest of the songs, yeah. if we work with anyone on the rest of the songs, kind of is still up in the air. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, I think we'll see, mm-hmm. I guess, how how the response to Murder is. Yeah. You know, obviously, if it ends up being this thing that kind of, like, spins out of our control mm-hmm. and, you know... <laughs> by some miracle yeah mm-hmm. like widespread expectations develop as a result of that song right it would probably be in our best interest to create something that would be like not too radically different from it at first mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean i don't think we want to keep working with the same producer yeah. because we want it to all sound sort of different yeah. yeah yeah it gives you different options too to kind of explore the possibilities of you know where your best sound might be. Who knows? I mean, it's a, an evolving process, you yeah. know, at the same time. Yeah. And, and tell me a little bit, Kelsey, about your voice. And did tell me about your... Yeah, Kelsey. You have a great <laughs> voice. <gasps> well, let You have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you have to deal with it. But um, no, but I is that like... <laughs> when did you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to burn it out if you sing from your, yeah. your throat. I'd probably but, do that. Um, but I mean, are you trained? Did you... Um, Do you well, just clearly because I think it comes out of my throat? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I I took like maybe three months worth of vocal lessons when I was yeah. sixteen. Yeah. basically just to see if I could sing. Um, yeah. no shade to my family, but like I always wanted to to do this. Yeah. Um, and my parents are always telling me, uh, you probably shouldn't do that. You probably shouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, maybe I can't sing. And I remember my mom telling me I sounded like a goat one time. No. <laughs> it was really bad. Really? So like, well, Shakira's vocal instructor told her the same thing when she was a kid. And look at really? Her yeah. Wow. Well, that's good news. Um, so I was like, well, I think, you know, I'm just going to take vocal lessons and see how yeah. it goes. And, like, I remember asking my vocal teacher, I was like, do you think that, like, this is something I could possibly do in the future? She's like, well, yeah. Yeah, if you if you work really hard then maybe and I was yeah. like okay kind of discouraging but whatever and then I remember graduating high school like the next year and you know everyone was like planning where they were gonna go what they were gonna do and I was like shoot like I don't even care if I can't sing like all I want to do is is sing and, and yeah. play music yeah. so I did it and you know I was learning like the theory behind it for a little mm-hmm. while and then took Steve's class and yeah. that's where everything kind of like shifted um and my parents don't think I sound like a goat anymore. They're well, pretty blown away at our first show. So good. That was yeah. Good. So it's like now test. I have like the ultimate test. Yeah. I have like the support system, but there there really like isn't a story behind my voice. It's yeah. Kind of. I mean, that's I think you you have that's that's a pretty good you know. I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to get to. It's like you know what what's behind all that, and it sounds like there is a certain level of like you know you having to overcome certain voices either from internally or externally who it sounds like you had some like some some external <laughs> shade thrown at your voice you know I at love some my point parents. you know <laughs> yeah i think I mean, they just wanted me to do what was best for me and yeah. like, being in a band terrified them yes so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's that's parents for you when sure I, when i was first like gung-ho about pursuing music yeah. openly with my family it was yeah. the same situation of like that's cool, but like, when are you gonna? What's your what, um, What's your plan? What's your plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely different now, though. Like, I'm, um, trying to like 
get you know part-time jobs and stuff yeah. just to muster enough uh, muster up enough money to do this yeah and yeah. like i was trying to talk to my parents like you know what should i do and they're like you know you shouldn't do that like you should just use your savings and like see where werewolf could go like wow like completely wow, like wow, changed wow. fields yeah, yeah. yeah. i have done a complete 180 <laughs> as well amazing they're like they're like honestly like move home you can just get a part-time job and like fund your music wow it's do they yeah. want to fund the music video right mm. mom funny. dad are you listening so <laughs> yeah I, I mean i mean that's so amazing what's like you cross that threshold of validation where yeah. like people start seeing it and they're like oh yes yes we can support this this yeah. sounds this is like a worthwhile thing to do yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, it must, it must feel pretty good too. Yeah, you know? it does. Like Very gratifying. Yeah, it kind of makes me think about like the concept of success. It's like there was a, a really Brendan sent that really great article yeah, yeah. Um, about the different pitfalls uh, a lot of musicians, and I think that that is so Thanks important because constantly thinking about what does this all mean? Why why are we doing this? Like why do we start making music in the first place? What is that? What's that drive? Sometimes for some people, it's it's that desire to be famous, to be acknowledged, to be loved. You know, there's like a need to be seen um, or heard. There's also just that emotional desire to like express oneself. And I, I'm all for that and the ways in which, you know, we need to make this. Mm -hmm. But then there's the concept of success. And I think about what is what is success? You know, especially in a world where you know, there isn't much of a music industry, so to speak, not as it was when I was growing up, where there was actually like an opportunity, you know, getting signed was like what you wanted to do. Now it's, you know, fuck all that noise. You know, you don't really need that. There's no infrastructure for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of artists have to maintain, you know, their independence and, and be self-reliant and or at least find other ways of, of sourcing and funding and, and getting their music out. But in the world of success, of you know, of all the possibilities of what that could be. Mm -hmm. What does success, what, when you hope for success, what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And what is, what is your vision of success? Um, for me, it's kind of, I mean, like, hopefully we get to this point, but it's, it's about the way that our music affects people mm -hmm. because I've been on the other side, like I've gone to shows obviously. And yeah. like, just, you know, what, these artists music make means to me and like yeah. you know oh this got me through this this artist got me through that and like just the way that we could help people mm -hmm. and i guess once we hear that back from a complete stranger i think to me that's kind of success it's really cool like we love playing for our friends and our family like yeah. that's the best in the whole world yeah but like i think when I see that it's made a difference in some person's life that, like, I don't even know. You don't know. Yeah. 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 Or, like, you mentioned, like, driving down the street and hearing someone's song playing in their car. Like, yeah. that's super cool to like, me. What? That's, yeah. that's success to me. Like, yeah. you know, we could get signed. We could mm -hmm. sell out Madison Square Garden. You know, like, that's sure. cool, whatever. But, like, for me, it's more of, like, that personal connection with people. It's yeah. knowing that you resonated with somebody yeah. that actually impacted them. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's, that's success to me. Yeah. It's the exact Still. same for me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's obviously it's very cool to fantasize about, like, the possibility of playing to these huge sweeping crowds of people. Of course. But more than that, what would be cool about that yeah. is knowing that the stuff has resonated with yeah. all of those people. Right. It's not really about like, I want to be famous. I want to have a lot of money. It's, yeah. it's like, 
But <laughs> it would be great to know that yeah. what we have been working on so hard mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> has actually been able to reach people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the more people it reaches, mm-hmm. obviously, the better. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, kind of created with the intent of, like, you know, being meaningful to as many people as possible. Sure, So sure. that's kind of where that element of, like, you know, widespread success comes in. Yeah. Well, I think also the way that you're, like, the songs are crafted. Again, it's, like, in that, you know, pop packaging that can be digested easily, but they're in that pill is some real potent, you know, intent. And I think that's really important. I mean, some how do you reach something? I guess, like, you know, some of the, the best death metal bands might have really good intent behind them and want to reach as many people as possible and, and share their visions of Valhalla. But, you know, they don't... They don't have the. Why do they? They don't have the right, you know. They, they, they. <laughs> they tie it they, in like a cardboard box and soak it in water and then just like throw it in the ocean. And that's really good, oh, Travis. No, no, no. Don't you scream for us. Yeah, yeah. I'll be your screamer. <laughs> Can we do what something like Lincoln Park? <laughs> well, yeah. I want to be like the the scream guy in Lincoln Park in the background. Oh like, my gosh! You made me so mad. <laughs> I'm gonna add distortion and echo to that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, but again, like you know, they just don't have the with. I think with that, like the sound that that these death metal guys are going for, it doesn't have that massive, like, that mass appeal that anyone can listen to. And, like, it gets into, like, you know, I think with pop music, it's almost, it affects your nervous system. It gets, like, there's, it's formulaic for a reason. Because the beat is consistent, that affects your nervous system, that affects your brain in a certain way that makes you receptive. It's like a heartbeat. It's something that, like, you know very, very intrinsically. And then with that, when, it, when you're ready and open to it, then you can let the information pour in. And if yeah. that information is actually quite aesthetically nice and like in a way that isn't terribly jarring, um, even makes you more receptive. Now, if in that jarring you add, or I mean, in that, in that receptivity, you add a little bit of like, you know, real authentic, you know, meaning. I think that's yeah. where like you place the stuff in. And you can even add a little bit of that. Um, the the edginess in there as yeah, well it makes people receptive. Exactly yeah. what yeah. we what we aim to do yeah. is you know create exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, like have it so that basically you've got this thing that's very aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and possibly even like I don't know if simple is like a bad word for it, but whatever. Simple is like, a great word. Simple. Yeah. No, we like, use it for the, intro flirt. So it's yeah, like yeah. I think simple <laughs> simple a compliment with a music. Simple melody that can easily burrow into somebody's head, like yeah. very catchy, and then just kind of ornament that yeah. with, you know, great little effects and kind of like just added little bits of punctuation and then also, you know, a great vocal line yeah. and kind of use that all as like this sort of Trojan horse for like the lyrics, which are then right. sort of like not to give myself like a pat on the back or anything you like deserve. that, but like like the genuinely sort of weird yeah. part of the song where there's like something more to analyze there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's weird to think that like music is just waves, right? It's all energy just moving through the air and we are all kind of made up of that same thing and we resonate on a molecular level to music and certain patterns get into our, 
our our brains our our brains receive it in a certain way our bodies our bodies receive it in a certain way and i think that sometimes i mean i to get that mass appeal you yeah you have to package it in a way it's like um it's like making a flower shop you know a facade you know he's like oh this is a nice flower shop you go in though it's like this snm dungeon and you're just like where am i <laughs> that's my music that's my music <laughs> yeah maybe like where where am i <laughs> come for the bks stay for the spanking that evil tunnel in Willy wonka's factory yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm it's just like the tunnel. This it's the tunnel in the chocolate factory. Whatever you know? the hell it's called. Yeah. That's good enough for me. <laughs> the description's perfect. But it's like there's the person they go through the tunnel where it's like all the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the, there's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. Yeah. There's no knowing wink. that that <laughs> on the boat the, it. where it's like this weird psychedelic L S D fueled horror. Right, and then they isn't there like somebody dying in that tunnel, or did I just project? There's that there's all somebody? kinds of like horrifying imagery that pops out, and uh-huh. like it's just this, like, yeah, it's it's amazing. We should go back and watch that. That's yeah. the best. And then, um, I mean, are we talking about the old one, the old version? Or are we talking? Okay, yeah, because no, the new one was like uh, horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Tim Burton. That was Johnny Depp when he had the bob. Yeah, he had like the Carano hairdo. It's like it's like. Tim Burton was like, well, I'm going to make a movie with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's like, can I wear a top hat? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm in. So every single movie, Johnny Depp's in a top hat. I mean, it's just like a thing that I've noticed. It's just, just was look at it. one in Sleepy Hollow? I guess he kind of was. I'm sure he has a top hat. He had it uh, yep. for a moment. Yeah. Yep. yep. That was, I like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Good. Yeah, See, I would think that it would be more like Johnny Depp would say, "Can I wear eighteen hundred bangles and a scarf?" <laughs> yeah, so can I wear bangles and um and my glasses? Yeah, can I? Can I mumble can I, the whole fucking time? Can I, can I wear my top hat? Can I wear my top hat? No, no, I can't I wear my top hat for this one. No, I do like him though. In Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the early Tim Burton films. I mean, yeah. he's incredible. Um, the soundtrack's incredible, by the way. I love all the, the music that he chose. Because, um, I mean, it's really interesting. I really think it's cool to, you know, meet up with a band and talk to, to a band that's, like, kind of... I, I don't want to... I don't want... It sounds patronizing to say in your infancy, but it's, like, a new thing. Don't it's like really are. That's you, not it's patronizing a, at all. Yeah. That's and that's something that I really <laughs> wanted to talk about because, you know, I, I've been in bands since I was, like, a little kid and, like, really going for it. But this is something that, like, I've... I've it's been a while since I've actually met someone who's just starting, like really, really starting something, but also starting strong because I really like your music and like hearing you and seeing you live. I was like, damn, it's kind of hard to believe that this is like a new thing for you. I mean, I know that you took that class and that class is actually a really, really good. um, I mean, damn, I, I would love to take it. I've sat, I've, I've observed, I've been in the room and observed the class, but I haven't actually like, it's fun. I haven't taken it. Yeah. But, but I, you know, what is it like? Like, what is the, what's it like being in a band now? Like, because I'm so jaded to this whole thing. Of being, not, oh, I'm so experienced and jaded. You have no idea. But, like, I, you know, the, the feeling of, like, newness is, is not, I don't, I don't experience that right now. So, like, what was it like being on stage? Like, at the, at the, um, the Legionnaire, like, seeing your show, you looked very comfortable up there. But what, what did that feel like? 
It was weird. Like it was very weird. It was yeah. a room full of. It was almost kind of like a wedding in a sense, like a a room full of his family and mine, mm-hmm. yeah. and like I don't know. It was really cool. Um, you know, like to see these people that you know either had been supporting us since we just started, or like now, like our parents, like realizing, like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is really cool. Like, uh, oh, you can actually do were, this. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same for you, but a lot of these were people who had like who I had just been talking to ages ago who'd never even heard our music. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, finally come see, because I've been talking about it for so yeah. long. Now you get a now chance. Now you can see that it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that was, was cool. cool. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. That part was like yeah. so gratifying. And like afterwards, it was just like the most exhilarating feeling. Yeah. Like, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, anytime I walk into a room, Cruel Games is playing. Yeah. Anytime I get in a car with my friends, Cruel Games is playing. <laughs> and it's like, it's cool that they're super excited, especially like we have one song that they have access to right, right now. Right, And they're so willing to, I don't know if they're just trying to like make fun of me or like they really, really love it. They probably really love it. You no, know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long know. as they buy it on iTunes. Yeah, they buy it on have. iTunes. I mean, just buy it, you know, is it available anywhere else? Is yeah. it? Where it's else? on Apple Music. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. Okay, Spotify. Amazon. CD Baby. So you like can, every if you want to stream it, you can stream it. If you want to buy it, you can buy it. Yes. But fuck, buy that shit. But buy it. Buy it. Yeah. Don't because, fuck around. Like, Come on. Buy it, but also we, buy it. <laughs> we invested a lot of time into that. Yeah, yeah little, I can imagine. Little child. So. Now, now, Brandon was telling me that like you all met at Fantasy Studios. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, these two did. Yeah. You, I was actually in the process of recording one of the songs that is one of our demos right now. Really? And Brandon just like popped his head into the room He's and like, was like, um, do you ever perform live? And yeah. I was like, I could. Yeah. <laughs> this very this is an option, a possibility. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we went back to record murder. Okay. Actually like Brendan and I had to sit down like between that meeting and then recording murder where mm-hmm. I, like I showed him the instrumentals of all of these other songs that I've been working on. Yeah. He's like, Okay, cool. Well I mean if you got this and this and this, you could put together the elements for a live show. Yeah. I was like, All right. Went back to the studio with Kelsey to record murder. Brendan poked his head in again, like, yoo-hoo. It's like, hi. <laughs> He's tenacious, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Brendan's tenacious. And yeah, it reached. Tenacious B. Yeah. <laughs> Asked us if we wanted to be on on the bill for that show that ended up being our wow. first show. And wow. Now He's our manager. Yeah. Now he's your manager. It's cool. I love how organic that story is. Yeah. You know? know. Yeah. Like, we didn't. That cut out so much work for us. Like, we didn't have to go look for someone. Nope. It just, like, fell into our it just fa- Yeah, it's sort of just serendipitous how it all yeah. kind of worked out, you really? know? Yeah. That's it's, great. It's cool. It's someone that, like, believes in our our vision and, you know, you don't try to deter us. Right. Turn off your phone. He's not trying to, <laughs> he's not trying to control your, yeah, no, your exactly. creativity like he, he does with me. Do what we want to do. And then um, also Michelle, mm-hmm. um, who's also part of Mixtape. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they've both been so wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So cool. Like, nothing but helpful at yeah. like any hour of the day that we need them. Just yeah. Like, Brandon, I'm Bre- scared. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon actually texts me at like three in the morning and he like, he's, he's actually says the, like the cruelest things, you know, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's like, he's so, you, you say them, you're like, you should quit. I'm like, no way, man. You're like, you, and then he texts me at three in the morning. He's like, your cat's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> your cat, your cat, your cat's, 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I did after that? <laughs> Dead. I cried, man. I cried and I almost I <laughs> cried tears. But you know what's really weird? Is it actually inspired me to do better and better and better. And that's his strategy. He's a nasty yeah. man. But his strategy is to make me feel bad so I'll do better. And I hate it. What a terrible dynamic. What a cruel game it is. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what Cruel Games is about. Oh, it's really? about yours and Brendan's relationship. Oh, yeah. Thank you. you. Is that Please. Okay? Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. No more coffee for Brendan. I was like at our, no first, our first ever rehearsal. Thank Afterwards, you. Brendan came up and whispered in my ear, you should go solo. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> I, I heard he said the same thing to Kelsey, actually. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, he, he said he said the same thing to me too, and I said, "Okay." So well, that's what happened to the other guy in, in your band. <laughs> there is, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. You should go modular. You should go modular only, bro. Mm. Yeah. Well, now we know what to look out for with Brendan. Um. He's shady. <laughs> he's fake. Yeah, I know. He's such a. He's so <laughs> fake, but. <laughs> yeah, and, and we love Brendan. He's over here sitting on a on a lovely papazon. Looking very comfortable, smiling. Shoes off. Shoes off. Just yeah, looking looking good over there. Like you kind of want to paint him. Yeah, should body paint him. Brendan in. (laughs) (laughs) I would like camouflage him into the chair. Yeah. I don't know if I have that. No. Yeah, I know. I know someone. You know, you gotta. We we can we can we we could subcontract this out. Get him going. This would be wonderful. Bye, Brendan. Yeah. Maybe body paint for the next Ghost of Lightning. Shirts. I love him. Well, oh, tell me a story about like what? Like, tell me something really horribly embarrassing that happened to you once. <laughs> oh gosh, like pertaining to the band? No. Like, in, in life. Oh no. Tell me a story. I mentioned before, like when we were talking about things that were embarrassing. Yeah. That we listened to, or whatever. I'm very like open about things that I'm obsessed with at the time and sometimes I fall down these rabbit holes and it gets kind of creepy and I went to this band show I'm not going to say what band um, but I was talking to their bassist who I have kind of a crush on I will always have a crush on him and um, I was talking we were talking about something he mentioned something I was like oh yeah I saw that on your brother's Instagram (gasps) and he was like what? (laughs) I was like yeah your brother oh my gosh and I like just kept talking it was like word vomit and he got very uncomfortable and um, like he doesn't talk to me very much anymore Mm -hmm. when I see them at shows like I kind of blacked out in that in that instance but I just that's kind of been like the soundtrack to every embarrassing moment in my life it's just Mm -hmm. kind of me having incredible word vomit and saying things that I probably shouldn't so now he knows that like i've totally creeped on his entire family well great well i'm sorry i I think it's really great that we can formalize it in this (laughs) place too instead of it being word vomit and something that's really totally creepy and embarrassing you can actually like this is this is part of the deal like we're formalizing it in podcast form i know i hope he never he'll never listen to it it's fine oh well since he's never gonna listen to it what's his name no i can't Uh, yeah you'll never know do you have anything good i do um it's you know i don't know if it makes for a very exciting story but in my head it's just like a nightmare um (laughs) i in ninth grade i was in this theater class Mm -hmm. and oh my god that was so long ago um yeah i was in this theater class and our first major unit that we had to do was improv Mm -hmm. and 
I had so much fun with it. I really broke out of my shell. Like I felt like that class genuinely did make me a lot more confident. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the time came for our improv showcase, which was before an auditorium of people. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just doing improv for the class anymore. It was doing improv for like 300 people. Wow. Um, and I got up there with my team to do my thing. And the time came for, you know, me to kind of create a character on the spot for this game yeah. that we were playing. Um, and I just froze. <gasps> I, I did not know what character to do. And I just, I panicked because I, this was, bear in mind, ninth grade when, yeah. like, Borat was still oh, yeah. the funniest thing you could do sure. as a teenage boy. Sure, like, sure. That was, if you had seen Borat, you were, like, ten times funnier. Yeah. God knows why. But, um, yeah, that, that, that was fine. what I was planning on doing. And, of course, the guy in front of me did Borat. Uh-oh. So I was like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then they're like, Dylan, you're on. And I was just like, hi. <laughs> hi. I like locked up. I think I actually ended up doing something incredibly offensive. And well, I don't want to dive into it. But yeah. I like knew it was offensive because yeah. I was doing it. So I didn't even do it loudly. Yeah. So yeah. I was basically like whispering this very offensive shtick on stage. Oh. Nobody could hear it. Nobody laughed. Yeah. And I just like wanted to die. You're like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your fly was down. <laughs> and, I and I vomited. And, oh my God. Oh. and all of my family was there. And oh. said, we don't love you anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then you started a band. And here I am. Mm. Now I intentionally am pursuing a career where I'll be performing in front of people. God. So. This is, it's Fuck me, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why people get into it, you know? <laughs> but, you know, kind of, that reminds, like, when I get up on stage, like, I do know what usually, especially with music, I know what I'm doing, but it does always feel a bit like a free fall. Like, you're getting up there and be like, you know, because sometimes you don't hear yourself well on stage because the monitor guy, the fucking Brendan over here, mm -hmm. doesn't know what he's doing. Or, um, no, you, you're amazing, actually. Just, yeah, just Brendan is a true. Fucked up, I'm saying I'm not holding a grudge. I just, I, I'm just playing with you because I get to. And I hope that's okay. You can tell me if it's that's okay. okay. It's okay. When will your nasty when one of your nasty texts will come at like three in the morning and you'll be like your fucking podcast. Um. Anyway, uh, but it is like a free fall because you, you know you never know like you can't hear yourself on stage like sometimes don't things don't work out the way they want and it's just like I don't know you I love that feeling though of just getting up and and just not knowing and be like okay yeah. you know. Also, sometimes I, I won't tell anyone this, you know, outright, but sometimes I don't even have lyrics for some of my songs when I go up. But, <laughs> That's um, amazing. Yeah, I'll never tell anyone that. Um, but I, I, I was thinking, like, that, that kind of freezing, <clears throat> that actually happened to me when I was um, uh, finishing my, I was, I was doing a master's and I'm finishing that. But one of the things is you have to get up and do a presentation, like kind of a defense of a thesis. For about like a half an hour in front of the faculty and and, and your class basically and, and other guests and things like that and and I got up I did this presentation and I, I as soon as like I got up there I froze and I 
just nothing came out. Like I couldn't speak. I couldn't like, I, I, I just, yeah, it was mortifying. I like started sweating. I could feel sweat going down my back and like the, faculty chair is like sitting there and she's like came just and she's like mm, t- uh, taking notes i'm like don't write anything don't write anything because what are your oh my god <laughs> it was the most horrifying like 30 minutes of my life because like you know it's hard work i've done all this hard work right. to lead up to it and here i was just like stuttering and had no idea like i would like i had a powerpoint and i'd like click on it and i would look and i'd be like uh, this is like shit I've been working on for a year, you know. But you never know. The nerves. Yeah. The nerves. They just take over, and they're just like, nah. There's something yeah. about like speaking in front of, in front of crowds. That's yeah. Like I don't know. I can sing. Yeah. In front of crowds. Me easier. too. Kelsey yeah. was so comfortable at that first show, and I uh, swear to God, yeah. when the, when the time came for me to perform my one song where I was like taking the lead on it, I yeah. was like shaking. Even during like sound check. Yeah. When I was like. There were like maybe less than ten people in the room. Yeah. And Brendan's like, "All right, give me like a couple, a couple lines." And I was like, "But like, yeah. it's on after all. yeah." And is there anything else um, we should know that you want to touch on? Is there anything really breaking? I think I think we're just you know really want to impress upon like whoever is listening that yeah. we're just really excited to show kind of more variety. Yeah. Um, because Cruel Games has kind of been like our only thing out there for yeah. almost a year at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there might be some people who think that that's kind of like going to be our that's your sound. niche yeah, yeah. for like the foreseeable future. Yeah. But that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Um, and we're very, very excited to do a little bit of exploring with our sounds and just just to show people yeah all the stuff that we're sitting on right now yeah that's exciting do you have anything Kelsey? what dylan said what dylan said <laughs> well you know i i just think it's really cool and you know i want to continue going in this you know down this road with you all and talk about more about what this is like this process because i mean one of the most exciting things is beginning and I yeah. think what, what what I'm getting is that you, you come out of the gate and you're really great. I love the music you do and your shows are great. And like, you know, I want to see more of this. But at the same time, it's so cool to be like right on the ground floor where it's starting. And that's really exciting. And I think like, you know, the the beginner's mind is something that like I always try and stay with. And, and I, I get to, not that, you know, I feel like there's like an experience that you have intrinsically, but... I'm I'm just like enjoying being around your energy of like this is new, this is exciting, yeah. this is happening. Who knows where this can go? Yeah. And yes. we already did this thing, but it could be totally different the next time. And I think yeah. that's really cool. It makes some baby yeah. steps yeah. more exciting too. It's like, oh we did this and just like something that maybe people have been in the business for yeah. a while would kinda of overlook. We're like, Oh no, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean like our our first show was like by you know, the standards of, like, looking at big bands and, like, mm-hmm. what success looks like for them. Our first show was, like, you know, small. Yeah. But, like, to us, that felt like huge. such a huge. big deal. We were like, you know? 
It was, yeah. I mean, her family was they yeah. were, like, recording the whole oh, thing and man. like tears running down their cheeks. Yeah. And it was like when we played cruel games, people were singing back. Like that that's, felt like that's success. That's amazing, to me. right? That was so, like, when you hear people yeah, singing your own lyric, you're like, what? I saw my mom yeah. in the front row recording, like trying to hold back her tears, like, oh no, no, I'm gonna start crying. Like, yeah. I can't do that. And so strangers were dancing. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Super cool. That was just such a cool you know, the the feeling of people starting to experience you. And yeah, small. Small shows are great. You know, small shows are really intimate. And at the same time, like, if you can just reach one person, like you said before, like, you just reach one person and they can really, like, they identify something in what you made as impactful and important. Yeah. I mean, that's really all that it comes down to. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Totally. And there's a really great quote, because uh, talking about the business, like the music business, I like, there's a one tweet I wanted to share. There's a tweet that this guy, Daedalus, Daedalus, Daedalus. Daedalus. He's, a, he's an artist out of L.A. He's really great. He's, he said, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that there was a music industry. Really, it's just you and me and our songs. And I thought, you know, that makes sense to me because, you know, this idea of business, this idea of there being anything, I mean, it's really an illusion. None of that really exists. I mean, when it comes down to it, why are we doing this? What, what is it that we're trying to share with the world? There's just you. There's me. And there's the songs. Fuck it. The rest of it. I mean, plus limos and champagne, and you know. <laughs> but you know, we're good with True. with whatever car you got and like grape juice, so we're fine. We don't hey. need all the. <laughs> well, let's have some grape juice. Is that cool? All right. Well, thank you for talking. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank yeah, you. it's my pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure. Fun. It's been fun. Well, Doodaloo. bye. Promise I won't run away You do it better, but I'll give it a shot at